Hello everybody, this is Jules and welcome back to So This Is Love. When I started this podcast, it was intended to be a limited series, but the overwhelming support in the first season impelled me to continue this work. It has been a beautiful journey collecting and sharing these stories, and for that, I thank all of my guests and listeners for getting us to where we are. Do ensure to listen to the end of the episode to get details on how you can support this podcast. Remember, you can find us on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. So This Is Love is a space where people can relate to one another, learn from one another, and find a sense of belonging. Enjoy! Welcome to So This Is Love, a podcast about love, the loss of love, heartbreak, and the meeting of self. We share stories on how the relationships we once had teach us about who we are and define who we become. And maybe through these stories, we can answer that age-old question. Is it better to have loved and lost than never to have loved at all? So, this is love. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of So This Is Love. Today's episode is absolutely, absolutely super, super, duper, duper special. I know I say that every episode, but this one for real, for real, because I'm recording in London. And not only am I recording this episode in London, I'm also recording at the Spotify studios in the UK. Absolutely honored to be hosted by Spotify. Um, thank you so much for hosting and supporting So This Is Love so far. You can listen to this podcast on Spotify or wherever you find your podcasts. If it's your first time on So This Is Love, please remember to subscribe, follow, leave a review and share, share, share. Today's guest is Rose. Rose is not her real name and she will be telling us about a relationship that she had from her late 20s, no, late teens, actually 19, late teens all the way to her late 20s. Um, it's a relationship that lasted for almost 11 years. Her first love, sort of something we can say a young kind of love. Um, and they were together, I would say, give or take about 11 years. And the cracks in their relationship just started to show during the pandemic um, at the first lockdown. I think a lot of relationships were really tested during the pandemic. And this is this is one of them. Rose, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. So you'll be telling us about your relationship with Sebastian, also not his real name. And I'd like you to just kind of take us to the beginning. Mm-hmm. How did you meet? Okay. Well, as you said, it was 11 years, so... I'm going back some time, um, but we met. Um, safe to say, it's such. A, it was kind of a weird n- in nowadays, but we met through friends, which I think is kind of unheard of. Um, I think a lot of people want that kind of way of meeting someone, but now with dating apps and how quick you can have it, it's not really a thing. Oh, that's interesting. Cause do you I, not agree? No, in Nairobi it's different. We really, yeah. We re- when I lived here, mm. I met a lot of the people I was dating through apps. Um, but that's because I didn't know anybody, you mm. know, I, I came and I was just like with my cousins and stuff. Um, but, but then I, um, back home, you mostly, is it a whole different kind of culture? Completely. Like we, we don't, we don't have a big dating app culture. It's there, you know, we have people on it's apps. It's not popular. It's not very popular. Yeah. But mostly it's like friends of friends, you know, going out, night out, party. Yeah. So that's just not heard of now. 
I really, really, like, I've done dating for a bit, so I think I definitely have an opinion on it. <laughs> um, well, that didn't sound good, did it? No, I'm kidding. No, no, no. Um, I mean, I'm same here. There are some pros and there's some massive cons. Like, I would say there's some really great pros out of it. But, yeah, the cons, they can suck. Yeah. Um, yeah, if you've done it as well, you kind of know what I mean. Yeah. But, anyway, um, yeah, we met through friends. Um, it kind of happened organically. It wasn't, like, an instant, oh, my God, this person's hot. Personally, sorry. But it could have, uh, might have been the same way. Um, it was, it kind of developed with, so our mutual friend that we both knew going to the pub, like pretty much every Friday, probably having way too much, but that just became a regular thing in our friendship group. So we had the boy group and the girl group. Mm. It sounds so high school, but it was a thing. Um, so we all just started to meld into one group and my friend at the time, with her ex, ex now, they're not together, they started dating. And I think that, not that get that, that reinforced it, but Seb, um, shown he's, well, actually just told me he was interested. But I, I am still that kind of person now. I kind of cringe at that sort of thing. It was nothing he did. I think I was just more like, ugh, someone <laughs> liking me. Oh, I've always been like that, though. I've been like that since... Even in like school where I think even like PG level, mm. someone's like, oh my God, I like it. And I'm very, maybe it's a confidence thing. I'm like, no, they don't. You're making fun. Really? Yeah. Like You're so adorable. <laughs> I've never don't had dreams. Dreams. No, I <laughs> don't be like, oh. No, I don't mind adorable, but oh, okay. to be like, I find you sexy. Right. I'm like, call me funny. Call me adorable. I, I'm always that friend. And I think especially in that friendship group, I knew where I lied like, we had the hot friend. And I know I'm not pointing down my friends to this, but if there's a girl group and a guy group, you're going to be in those narratives, unfortunately. We ended up as a couple, like quite organically. It was more about just hanging out, doing what like a 19-year-old would do. So like going around, watching a scary movie, and then they put your arm around you, which I now I'm like, oh. And we had like a Chinese and watched like, I think it was Halloween. And I am someone that can't watch horrors it's actually known like I'm really really terrible but I knew I've seen the film before so I was like I'm, I'm good and it was really good like but even when my friends would I was very adamant that we weren't in a relationship um I think he thought otherwise which is fine like we're hanging out pretty much all the time obviously we were 18 I think he was he's a year older than me like academically he's the oldest of the year mm -hmm. um so he when things like obviously we're at the stage of life like the next stage like either that be uni or finding a job and working your way up a lot of that started to come in I we both wanted to go uni we both were creatives um he did more of graphics course and I did fine art oh cool yeah I didn't get into any of the London unis so that made the choice for me but he wanted to stay in London I think especially for creatives and what he studied was just more beneficial for him. Made sense, but... It made sense for him to stay in London. Yeah. Right, And right. he was, he... I think he, like, even if he got in or applied somewhere out of London, I think he would have still got stayed in London. Mm. But I I think as well, because I had, a f I still do have different friendship groups. You do get advice from all your friends and the ones that were going to uni and moving away, they were like, you need to do it. Like, there's so much to like, we're all doing it. Like, it's scary. 
So I I went I, I went to Reading because obviously yeah. Um which was only it's not far from London if you think it's about like it. It's like an hour. Yeah. Yeah. I mean the only thing is that like, it's just as expensive as London. Mm. So I was like the further you went out, the cheaper it was, yeah. which I, I do regret that because it was like I was traveling back to and forth quite a lot and when you're a student money's super tight. It's just fact. We both got into the unis and then I was really, really nervous at that time, I think, with our relationship where I don't regret going. I don't regret doing long distance. But I do wonder how different it would have been if I did stay in London for whatever reason. But I'm glad that I stuck my guns for myself. But yeah, so obviously at the very beginning, we had, I would say, about a year or so hanging out maybe obviously my time is a bit off because it's quite a long time ago but maybe a year of being like fully committed then obviously uni came in um so yeah we started I remember that day when he dropped me off which was really sweet he like he was like I'll drive you and I'm single parent my mum doesn't drive so I was like just really really nice and helpful even though it was like his first car we had to like cram it in <laughs> I can't even I'm not a car person I just remember it was small yeah but that was really sweet but yeah I remember that like he said he cried all the way home Aww, which was really sweet goodness. and I think it was different for me I had a cry to myself in my room I think when my mum left with my sister and he left I was like oh god you know when you have that moment like excitement because like I'm doing it but also like I'm alone. Yeah. In a way. Yeah. Um, but then obviously for me, I think it was different for him where he was going back. I was going through a different kind of time. Like I was, it was all new and he's going back to familiar. That mm. makes sense. Mm-hmm. So like I had a cry and I went, I was upset. And then I went into my kitchen who I was sharing like halls with. That kind of shifted that feeling. Oh, so you were in a flat share. Yeah. yeah. With, I think we were in halls. So I think it was about six people in our halls. Mm. Um, but we had like a whole floor, so you had a, there's a lot of people, and a few people at that time were in relationships. I think because a lot of people came from smaller towns, I was the only like London person, and a lot of times I was mocked for that. I was like, apparently I sound like Peggy from EastEnders. If anyone knows that show, I don't know, you probably don't. I know EastEnders. I just you, don't you know, know, I know Peggy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But she's like, she's kind of iconic. Okay. And she's more like, she was the pub owner at the time. She's like, yeah, my pub. And I used to get that. And I'm like, I don't <laughs> think I sound like that. Like, I'm hearing myself now. But yeah. I is that what they call a Cockney accent? Yeah. yeah like, my okay. family is very Cockney. Oh, okay, okay. I don't think I have. I think, obviously, if I'm around them, it comes out. And profanity comes out a bit more. Like, my family can't probably say a sentence. Sorry, I'm um, about swearing. Sometimes mm. I'm like, I get it. But does is it necessary? But that's just them. I was at uni for four years. So we managed to work that. Oh, yeah. Four year um, long quite, distance. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. I mean, he thankfully drove. So he did drive up a lot. Mm. And sometimes I was like, it's not worth it. And I didn't mean that in a, it's not worth you coming up, but you come up for an evening and then go in the morning. I was like, that's a lot for you. I don't expect it. But he did it. I never demanded that. I was very clear of that. Because I was like, I don't expect you. It's quite a lot and you've, you know, hot chunk of your weekend at yeah. the same time. Like we both did like part time. After the first year, I wasn't working. I was like, I'm not going to. So I'm going to have this first year to be like super fun. And then obviously second year, I was like, I need to get some sort of 
income coming in so we both like obviously he, he was the same like we both had in, um, part-time work and if your part-time work your weekends are gone so even just fitting around that was difficult and I used to work in Tesco's which like the the little like tes- express yeah that's yeah. the one mm-hmm. um but I used to work in the bakery bit I would say bakery it was like heating up but <laughs> I still put that on my CV yeah. that was a baker <laughs> Your microwave, <laughs> yeah, oven. Um, yeah, it was literally frozen, and you. But obviously, it means that I'm doing a Saturday, and I'm waking up ridiculously early, mm. which was hard. So I'd be like, "Why would you want to come all down for me to get up at three? And then I'm waking you up, and then you leave. But yeah, he wanted to. He was adamant, so that was quite testing, I think. So yeah, I think we're about. I can't. Remember, I think we're about twenty three, twenty four. I think, but it sounds about right. I finished uni obviously a year later than all my friends. Um, yeah, so he was living with his parents and I was back with mum. So yeah, it felt like things quickly went back to before. I think he was doing like internships for him and I was just looking for any job. I, I don't know if anyone, it's quite common. I think after I graduated, I was like, I don't know actually what the hell I'm doing. I don't know what I want to do with, especially art. Yeah, I was finding any job I can find and then I went into hospitality. He, at that time, was obviously getting more like, he was kind of ahead of me career-wise, if that makes sense. I went back and forth for like, back and forth, sorry, like different jobs. So I was, I think for me, maybe at that time being a bit more resentful, but he worked hard. But you know, you're like, I'm on lower income. That does... That's hard as well. And I think in a relationship, it, regardless of age, like if someone's earning way more than you, you or what I felt like a burden. A lot of times where it'd be like, let's do this. And I'd be like, I can't. He'd be like, I'll pay for you. And I'm like, I don't want you to pay for me as sweet as that is. When it became more of a thing, I was like, it didn't make me feel good. Which I, I think this was something I do remember really like, and I'll take fondly. He loved the music. So he'd always be like, I want to go to this gig. But we did do that a lot, actually, together. Now I'm looking back, like, fond things. We used to watch a lot of music. And I think that's quite a nice way to bond with someone. So that was that was a fond memory, I got now thinking back. Now I'm my timeline. We're about 24. Um, I'm going through back and forth with jobs. Very different. Finding my feet, really. So I got into a generic office job, which was, like, steady money was okay money for London I guess and I was obviously living at home so it was okay but he was obviously still excelling and I was like still finding my feet um yeah I hated that job I hated it I stuck it out for two and a half years but I realized I'm not for the corporate life at the beginning of our relationships he lived in Charlton I don't know if you're London. it's very south southeast but also not at the same time but I think a lot of southeast Londoners are very proud Unfortunately, I'm probably one of them. Um, so we were still quite close to each other, like in the sense of like going to each other's houses. But then I think his parents had to sell for mortgage reasons, like everyone. And they moved further out London, which I think then that started to be difficult. When we're both at this point doing the adult life, like apart from obviously moving out, working Monday to Friday, doing those sort of things. Yeah, he lived in like just on the outskirts of London. So I think then that's when he started to be a bit, I don't know about controlling, but I say demanding of what I had to do to make things work. But I had to always be at his. But yeah, and I had to always make that adjustment. 
And obviously on the outskirts of London, and if I have to be somewhere at eight, that was hard. Mm. Yeah, so that, but yeah, as in like big companies or corporate companies, they do like drinks on Fridays or they, they do a lot of stuff to try and keep you because obviously their turnaround is, especially a media agency anyway. And I felt like I was like, had my own little thing going, which was quite nice, I guess. Mm. Um, and obviously my cousin being there. So it was, I did enjoy it from that perspective. But yeah, that's when I used to be like, I don't want to come up. I've told you I'm going out. That's when, yeah, I would say he got quite demanding. I'd be like, but I mind like, I think at that point, he, I obviously don't know now, did suffer from mental illness, illness quite a lot. And I think he had severed from, suffered, sorry, from anxiety. And I would say depression, he never got diagnosed. So I, I don't feel comfortable like he was. He did show signs like he become a bit of a hermit. But then it was my point was like, I used to help as much as I could. But I was like, I don't want to just sit in your room. That would always be like, you'd be like, come up Friday. I'm like, okay, what's the plan? I'm like, I'm like well, that's not fun. Because I'm like, sorry, but I don't want to go up, sit in your small room, order dominoes, and just not talk to each other. Mm. It was just not a vibe. Yeah, so I think that's when, for me, I knew cracks started to show. So yeah, we, we did that for a couple of years, the back and forth. I think that's, tension started to rise a little bit, from my perspective anyway. Um... And then we decided to move in. It kind of came like a fluke, I guess. We basically, his parents' friend, I can't remember exactly, was just like, I've got this flat, the tenant moved out. It was near where his mum lived, which was on the outskirts of London. And he was like, it's dirt cheap. But we had a look and even though I was very like, at that time I was unemployed, but I was like, I've, yeah, so I was li literally like, I, I don't want to do it. Like, I don't have any money coming in. But we did it, or I did it anyway. We looked. It was a really nice flat. Um, It was cheap, obviously, because where it is, compared to, like, flats in central London. Mm. Like, I think when we were looking before, I was very adamant to be closer to my mum or central London, because that's where... That's where it happens. <laughs> That's where it's at. And you're in your exactly. 20s. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, I don't want to move to the outskirts. Yeah. And there's where you get one pub and a chicken shop, and that's about it. And I'm like, <laughs> we can't. That means you always have to come in. But anyway, um, so we moved in. It was it was a nice flat. Um, but bearing in mind, this we just moved in just before the big lockdown, before the pandemic just came to the UK. I think. At that time, I think it w we heard of it, but I don't think, I don't remember being scared. But I remember being like, oh, you've heard this outbreak. But usually when we hear it before, it's like, then it gets contained. I, I think no one obviously expected the volume it did. Um, And I managed to find any job. So I was like, okay, if we're going to move here, I've got to find a job closer to this place. Because in hospitality, my shifts are always, they're not nine to five. So traveling or relying on trains for our last train, I was like, that gives me too much anxiety. So I just found any job. It was a nursery chef job, which wasn't wasn't great. But, you know, you suck it up because I had responsibilities. <laughs> um, 
and that was okay for the first couple of months. It was. I remember being like really excited with him. I actually left a family gathering early, which is not not like me. Um, but then I was like, right, I want to go home, and everyone was like, why? And I was like, I want to go to the flat. Like it's our first night. I feel bad for leaving him, but I was like, I can't not go and see my granddad. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember that. That was a really fun evening. That was really fun. And he'd like put up the bed for me or us, should I say? But the beginning was when we lived together was really good. Like how you envision it, I guess. Like me cooking, obviously I love cooking. Um, weekends kind of started to constitute constitute. Sorry, like because his mum lived around the corner and his sister lived with his mum. She had a dog, and we used to go like take her on walks, which was nice. I think we're starting, you know, like now the age of like your shifting of what you tend to enjoy more mm. um how old were you around this time i think about what 27 i would say that yeah and he's about 27 28 mm-hmm. so yeah the first couple of months were really really good but then pandemic hit and thankfully because i worked in a nursery he obviously worked from home he had always um we had quite a big space it wasn't super crammed so i didn't feel like I was on top of him or vice versa. And also because I worked in a nursery, I was considered, what was the term? Um, Essential. Key wor- yeah, key worker. Because Essential. we, yeah, key we worker. looked after children that if they like had doctors or parents and stuff, even though it was only, it could be like 10 children. So I still had like a regular way of life, I guess. And I was going out. So I think that's why we probably long lasted longer because we weren't constantly like... Like each other, not even his, but like in each other's space. I think even if you're the most secure relationship, doing that like twenty twenty four seven, seeing the same person in lockdown, I, did, I can't even imagine for families that did it in a small space. Mm. That's where my mental health started to really go. I don't remember it as clearly. I think that's unfortunately what mental health does to you. I think I suffered a lot from anxiety. My memory of that is a little bit off, but that's sometimes what how. It, it can affect your memory, can't it? Um, we basically, the relationship shifted. So before at the beginning, I think I was more the extrovert or whatever you want to call it. And and then I think lockdown, I just, I don't know really what happened, but I was staying in and then he started to get more going out with his work friends. And the, the shift was, and I do believe in women's intuition. Mm. I do believe it. I think... You can't really be like, you don't have any evidence, but you're like, I just know, man. I just know, I'm not stupid. But you can't bring it up because you look stupid because they'll be like, well, how? And you're like, I could just tell by your body language now, you're not giving me the right arm. You feel like his attention was shifted to somebody else somewhere. Yeah. But I used to go on a few of their work drinks. Like, he would always invite me. That was the biggest shift. And then I think after lockdown stuff, and I'm still feeling this way, things started to come like company well the UK shifted we were allowed to go out basically and he was just hanging out more with work friends and not inviting me I was like that's weird you always wanted before it'd actually be an argument if I didn't go like even one time when I was trying to look for work and I got like freelance shifts at this cookery school which I ended up working for a year and this is by the time when I was unemployed and I was like I managed to get through and then I was like, 
do do a shift and obviously get paid but there was like really like you these are the shifts and I was like okay Saturday shift and it was a lot of money for someone that doesn't didn't have a job and then he was like but my work Christmas do is that Friday I I understand but I was like this is kind of important I need to make a good impression I still didn't end up taking the shift. I still went to his, and we had a big argument. Anyway. <laughs> you still went to his office party. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He made me, and I was like, it's not me being like I'm spending it. I understand if I was like, I'm not going, I'm going to go to the pub with my girlfriends. That's rude. That's really considerate. But I was like, you couldn't see it from my side. Mm-hmm. But I was like, I actually really want this job. I haven't had an income in for three months. This, I don't want to go and have a drink. I even got to this while I'll never do it again. Like I asked to go. And Eve was like, which I will I remember this. He was like, no. I was like, damn, that's cutthroat. And he was like, I don't want to worry about you, which I found weird. I was like, how? And this is by the time when my anxiety was pretty bad. Mm. It's like basically using my thing as an excuse for me to not go, which I found kind of shady. But anywho. What do you think triggered then your state, uh, the anxiety at the time? Was it because you didn't have a job or was it just the pandemic in general? I think I was in a rubbish job. I hated it. I really did. Um, but I grim and bared it. I like I was and also like I used to work just as long hours as him, but somehow I used to get like about a grand a month and it was just like this is not worth it. That didn't help. Then the way he was acting didn't help, I guess. Like he was becoming more and more distant, which I, which was ironic because we lived with each other. <laughs> it used to come out. I used to suppress it, I guess, a lot, but it used to come out. Unfortunately, like that's what alcohol does to you because it's a depressant. That's when my friends would be like, "You're not okay," because I'll be like, "Fine, fine, fine, fine," boom, mm. like burst into tears. Not just like that girl in the club that has one. My boyfriend's an asshole, but it was like hysterical. Yeah, and people are like, "Where's this come from?" And the next day, I'll be like. Oh, it's fine. They're like, that's not normal. They're like, I've been drinking. I drank exactly the same as you. That, and I would always be like, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. But obviously, I wasn't. So that kind of happened a lot. But then this is where I was saying before about my intuition. He's when he did do work stuff, and I was invited. I didn't like, I wouldn't say didn't like, I think I don't like girls hating on girls, but their relationship with, he had an assi- I can't remember, she was an assistant, but he was her manager. Um, I was like, they're a bit close for my liking. Now, I'm not saying that men and women can't be friends. I have, I'm sure it's the same, but I was like, also your work friends, there should be some. And also she was super young. I was trying to not feed into it because it, I didn't want to end up being like that girl, which actually most of the time when you're that girl, you're actually right. Mm. It's just, I, I think it's a way to shut you up. Um, what what was it about his body language that you were like, mm, something's funny other than him not like inviting you? Was there like... Oh, so there was another time. So when we really started like embracing living together, we had like obviously like gatherings and most of his like friendship group came from work. Um, obviously he's the friends from the beginning, like they were still, you know, the the guy in the girl group. Um, they were still about, but he just hung out more of them. He came very, even I was like, why aren't you? Anyway. Um, so when we had like friends over and it'd be mainly more his friends, it was the way they acted. So a clear example, which 
I will never forget. Um, by the way, as well, like at this time, he was really experimenting with drugs, which I was like, I'm not, I'm fine with alcohol. Like, doesn't make me feel good. Crack on, but do you? But no, especially with anxiety, I was like, it's just gonna make it worse. Like party drugs or hard hard drugs? A bit of both. Okay. So like he. He he was a, he's a smoker, hmm. but that's his vice. I'm really not against it. It was just like he was smoking. I was like, I would have a glass of wine at the end of the night. He would rather have a joint. But then I think when I felt him being more distanced, that's when he was experimenting more. And I'm like, fair enough. You maybe didn't have that uni life that you possibly did want. Even though I wasn't like that at uni, I was around it. But I was like, it's not really. I've never felt comfortable. I feel like I don't like the sense of not being in control. But I'm literally like, crack on. Do you, as long as you don't become boring on it or don't, I used to hate people making people, sorry, when people make people feel bad for not taking it. And I'm like, why is that a thing? He became like that with me, but he would do like cocaine, um, <coughs> did acid, ket. And sometimes I would be like, I think that's when as well, I started to be like, I love you but I'm not starting to like you. Mm. I didn't say that to him though, because I was like, that's a really mean, it was honest, my honest feelings, but I was like, that's not how I want to spend my weekend. I really don't. Um, but she was really the girl that I felt uncomfortable with. She was, re she's young. She was really into it. I don't know if I'd be comfortable getting that jacked up with my, I, the next day I'll just go in anxiety. With my manager, yeah. Oh, because he was, he was her manager. Yeah. Mm. I'll just go for anxiety frenzy. I have enough of alcohol, but like, oh my God, you said that. <laughs> like, anxiety is a thing, but if, especially if like, with alcohol, I mean, any sort of drug, the next day you're going to feel like crap. Mm. But that's what he was into. I was like, look, it's fair enough. Do you? Um, but yeah, they bonded a little bit too much over that. I was like, I felt maybe like I was like the grandma, like, cool man, you're not impressing me. I used to think and not say these things. Um, but yeah, obviously when we had like work drink, or like his work friends over, or we have like few of other friends, like mutual friends, they used to get really chummy. And obviously what I was saying before, the, the time that I remember so distinctively, I've always been an early bed, love to go to bed at eight. That's my self care. Even at parties, I'm the first one. I don't even care. I'm like, I actually embrace it now. Um, but obviously I was in my flat. So I was like, I'm going to bed. And if I think about sleep, I'm like, it's game over. And also my bed's just there. So at this time when I left, I left the party, it was him, that said girl, and one of our mutual friends. Most people had left at this point. I fell asleep, woke up about two, three, like super thirsty, went into the kitchen and we had an open plan, like kitchen, dining room. It was the body language. First, like they're very intimate, like kind of like on the verge of like giving advice. I don't know how to explain it. Like we had an L-shaped couch. He's sitting there, she's sitting there and they're like, they're very open in the sense of body language, Um, like leaning in. Mm. I was like, that's a bit off. Didn't think much of it, but I was like, that's weird. It's not like- Like, they're, like you caught them in a very, very intense conversation. Yes. But I, they were a bit too physically close to one another. Yes. Like yeah. if I walked in and they both like chilling, laid back. Yeah. That's just them like, okay. It was it was different. I was like, that's weird. Thought to myself. And then they, they didn't like jump. 
which I think if they jumped, I would have thought something's sus, even more sus or something's happened. But it was more like they just turned. And then I apologised. I don't know. I was like, I remember I was like, how did I feel like the third will? I was like, listen to that. It was so weird. I went to bed. I went, all right, night. Left them to it. Because I, one thing, I, I never... I did trust him. I never think he did anything. But even so, that's weird to me. Yeah, and also maybe they're high. So you just don't know right? what's going to happen. Um, but yeah, I went to bed and I was like, oh, that's weird. But that was the one I like distinctively remember. Mm. But a few other times, the way he used to speak about her was kind of obviously, from my perspective, really annoying. Um. So there was one time, if you don't mind me saying, how I noticed the shift, I guess, because it w- there was one where I went out with, I think, family, and he was had work friend that f- work friend group up, and he was going to do a barbecue. I went, all right, cool. Like I, I felt a little bit uneasy, but I was like, don't be that girl. And I was like, I'm going to be with friends, so I'm fine. Like I'm not in my own space. I think that's when it can really consume you. Um. And then I got back and we had a Sunday together, which was really nice. I used to really enjoy like our chill days together. And I'd be like, oh, how was your night? And he obviously be like, yeah, it was cool. Like we had really f- interesting conversations and he was just like giving me the download. And I went, oh, okay, about what? And he was like, could one of them, he was like, could, do you think like men and women could have relationships, like friendship? Can it be truly platonic? I went, that's actually quite interesting. <laughs> and I was like, oh, what was everyone's opinion? And he said, for him, like he was more, he had more like girls as friends. I think he just was more comfortable around women, and he, which I knew that anyway. Um, but he said I've always drawn to like women friendships because I've just the way I was brought up was with my mum and nan and sister, so I've been constantly around women. I went, that makes sense. And then <laughs> I did turn into the angry, jealous girlfriend at this point, so I do apologise. That girl, I don't want to say her name. You can call her Jenny. Jenny. She was like, no, I don't think she... No, I can't remember what it was, but she says something like, no, or she said I get along with guys more. For me, that's just very pick-me. But obviously, at this point, I'm starting to not like her, so yeah, I'm going to sound... Because he just said he gets along with girls more. <laughs> Look at you rolling know, your but eyes. But this is what I did in front of him, so he noticed it. Yeah. But I'll explain later. And then she was like, I get along with guys more, which is fair. I do think there are... It could be bound down to hobbies or, like, circumstance, like, if you're the only sister or... Right. I do get it, and I'm not saying that it's not a thing, but her reason was she thinks women are all bitchy. And I went, oh, here we go. And he went, don't do the feminist thing. And I went... I was like, what feminist thing? And I was like, can't you see? I was like, so she's basically saying that all women are bitches and she's not? And I was being like confused and he was like, ugh. I went, how have I getting the eye roll? But it was just in the thing like how you would talk about her. And then that's how I know. I was like, there's something. There is something going on. But I don't have a leg to stand on. But that was kind of happening under my nose, which... Now you think, oh my God, you're an idiot. It's As I said, like it's the first time I had, I was in a relationship. I never really had a serious thing before him. When he broke up with me, by the way, it was his decision. That was hard. Um, we, so I can give you a download of how we kind of was on a break. 
we're I think we're kind of out of lockdown at this point. I think everything is in London back to, or the UK is back to normal. And I say that like it's still not, but you know what I mean? Like things are open, people go on holiday. And it was around about September. So we hadn't been in the... We moved into the flat just before Christmas. I think that works out well because I think the pandemic happened in January, Feb. Mm. Um, so we had like New Year's in that flat, which was great. That was really fun. I still went to bed early though. <laughs> Eight o'clock. No, I, right. I lasted to like fireworks and then went, I'm out. <laughs> but um, yeah, so we hadn't been there for a whole year. And this, things were tense. I think he, even if he was here, he'd be like, yeah, that was a shit show, really. It was my cousin's 30th at the time and she wanted to do a caravan holiday <laughs> with the family. It was like a weekend thing. It wasn't a long, and obviously because I was working, I couldn't get a long time off work. But I was like, I'll come for this time. I'll just come for the weekend outside of london but i could get what's like a caravan holiday you never oh it's very um i have to show you after but there it's like a little chalet a what <laughs> i've just <laughs> used it but you're like i don't get it yeah a chalet. um so it's like a resort mm. of, it's very you, you can get them other countries but i think it's a very british thing Um these are like yeah so you have like the the clubhouse and you have like pools and you have like entertainment a lot of times people take their kids there um because it has like a bit of everything for everyone. They're usually always like on a seaside. And then a caravan is the place you live in. But it... Oh, so your accommodation is um, in the caravan. But you add a, like a, resort. a, a dest destination. Yes. Got it. Got it. Okay. That makes sense. But yeah. I'll show you after what they look okay. like. They, You'd be like, why would anyone want to <laughs> sleep in one of those? No, I know what a caravan looks like. Oh, right. And I you... know what it looks like inside. Um... So you I get guess some really nice ones. Yeah, there's some really, really nice ones. Which my cousin did have. Right. Like they had like a pond so and they stuff. Could, so they would drive like to the beach. Yeah. And then, and okay. I can't remember where this one was, but it was... I, I got the train there because everyone drove down a bit earlier. But I was like, I want to come. Like, And it was a really couple of days, but I was so tense. And I was with my cousin that I told you before that I was super close with. Like we grew up together. Even she was like, stop looking at your phone. And that's never been me. Tense about what? About leaving your boyfriend mm -hmm. behind? Oh. I think if I look back, I was like, I was, I was being that kind of overly needy. And it's, as anyone who does know me, I'm very not like that. And I'm not saying you can't be needy in relationships. I think relationships go from up and down when you may need to rely on someone more. But I meant like I was consuming. I don't know what the word I'm trying consumed, to Consumed. Yeah. yeah. By I was like, I need to check up on him. So we had this massive shift. Um, where I think he, if I was, like, more of the needy one. But, yeah, like, I was looking at my phone constantly. I just couldn't be present with my family. Um, and then there was one time I knew he was going on work drinks, and that's the night I was so nervous. I was paranoid. Yes. It's not a nice feeling. It really isn't. You're just... And even my cousin was like... I would do the half-heart smile, and they were just like... Lucy would look at me like, come on, bro. And I'd be like, I can't help it. I know what I'm doing is ridiculous, but I can't help it. Wouldn't text me back. And also, I don't believe, and this is not just down to relationships. I mean, like, romantic. Everyone's on their phone. I don't believe it was like, I've been busy. I'm like, screw you, man. You can reply. It doesn't have to be an essay. You could even be like, oh, I'm out tonight. I'll text you back when I get a chance, but I want to be present. I'm like, okay, cool. Just let me know. But that's the thing about dating apps. But that's a that's another story. Oh, yeah. <laughs> when they just leave you, yeah, yeah. And you're like, ugh. But 
he just didn't text. And obviously, we're in a committed relationship, so it's not text someone where I've texted you a few times, like, you okay? It wasn't like, I was trying to be very lighthearted as I could be. He didn't respond to the morning. Mm. And I was like, yeah. Oh, he didn't respond to your morning. And then obviously, my cousin being my cousin is very more, she's a very strong character. She went, nah, man. Like, she was pumping me up, but I was like, and basically, I was like, breaking down. I was like, that's just, regardless he didn't know how I was feeling I was like that was such a low move because it's like of course I'm gonna worry and then I was going back that day going back home because obviously I said I couldn't get the like, long time off work and then I tried to come in the morning wouldn't answer obviously not ridiculously early it's like 10 o'clock and this is like a Sunday he wouldn't answer it and then I called him again and I was like even to myself I was like why am I doing this he clearly doesn't want to talk to me and then he did that forever, t- that text, we need to talk when, when you get home. I went, oh, great. So I had the whole journey there of getting home. And I was like, I still didn't believe he was going to do it. Because we had a lot of c- close counters before during a relationship. Um, but yeah. And <laughs> I laugh about it now. And obviously he could be like, I didn't say that. But this is what I remember. He was like, we should go on a break. And then this is something I would never do if I was in a... Just just, cut, just, don't put someone through that agony. I know it's hard, but to put someone in limbo, like, yeah, it's mm. awful. Even if, like, you're still, like... It's I, cruel, I think. It's so cruel. Like, mm. your mind is consumed about... And you kind of still have hope. And you're, like, that's what you're doing to that person. Um. But I do think that's a chicken's way out. Right. I do... I that, But... Obviously, I'm not saying it's easy. It was an 11-year relationship. I'm not saying that was an easy decision for him to make. And now, looking back, I th- one thing, if I did see him, I'd be like, thank you. I just didn't have the guts to. So I would say that to him. Um, but yeah, he was like... Basically implying that he felt better me not being there. He was like, my anxiety's left. I haven't been worried. I went... Obviously, I'm so confused at this point. But then... I had to move out that night. <laughs> like it was very dramatic. Or felt it. Yeah. And then it was like two months. I went back to my mum, grabbed as much as I could. And then I still had to go back to like I was still working at the nursery at the time, but it was obviously near his area, which was just awful. <laughs> Hated it. Going to work and acting everything on fine when you've gone through a breakup. Or just had one. It's one of the hardest things. Or one of the things I had to do where... Because all you're thinking about is that person. It's all you do. And I'm constantly looking at WhatsApp I've seen these online. I was never this person. You grieve that person. Mm. You're going through the same stages of grief. And I'm not saying that when someone passes away. But I think you definitely go through similar... Like, I can't remember all the five stages. But first it's like... I can't remember the third. But I know there's like acceptance. And there's like anger... And I definitely went through them. Definitely. And then you get to the final, which is acceptance. And for everyone, you can go back and forth. It's not necessarily go through one to five. You go back and forth. Like yeah, it's not linear. No. It's not linear. And sometimes you, you, you find yourself back in yep. like anger, even after you've had acceptance. Yep. Mm. It could be just a small thing, which I triggers. I found out they were living together, so I went oh, back. I'm sorry. Okay, so um, hold on. <laughs> Who's living together? The two people, or the girl that I had suspicions about. The Jenny? Mm-hmm. 
Oh my God. And at that time I was at acceptance. So I was like, but for me, I was like, oh, I wasn't going mad. Yeah. So I was at acceptance. I w- it still hurt me, like the initial shock of it. Because I was just like, dude. But at the time I was like, thank God I wasn't going mad. I was onto something. And that's what more I took from that. I do think breaking up with someone is hard. I'm not saying that was easy for him, but he should have just been honest. Saying I need to work on myself and then end, I was like, it's all bull. So that was the breakup. Um, He told you that he needed to work on himself. Yeah, like he's never been alone, which is fair. Like that made sense. But he was like, I, I need to work on myself. But couldn't really explain on what. And I honestly now I'm like, oh my God. But obviously I was devastated. I broke down into tears. Like I fell to the floor. Very melodramatic now I think about it. Very like Disney princess. Like, oh. But yeah. And that drive home, obviously I got a cab. It's the longest drive. All the way back to London. Yeah. Oh my God. From zone seven. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Cost me a bob. Oh my gosh. (laughs) But... Yeah, two months, you put me through a limbo. Mm. Oh, so you were on a break for two months. Mm-hmm. Got it. We weren't, he was like, we do, we shouldn't communicate, which I did agree with him for that. I was like, because when we did, my hopes got shot right back up. Mm. But then I was like, well, why don't you just break up with me now? Um, but yeah, when obviously he wanted to break up after going back and forth, not ready yet, those kind of conversations. I was like, can you just call me now? Because I, I, I knew it was coming, same with the intuition, like he wasn't giving me much, but I was like, can you just do it over the phone? He was like, no, I think we should do it in person. I felt at that point, I was just like, can you just do it? I actually don't care how you do it, but I don't want to go all the way up there. For you to drive back. Yeah, and exactly what happened. So that's the thing, like, hopefully when I get into another committed relationship, I really want, if it does end to be amicable, mm-hmm. regardless of how someone's feeling or, or even if I felt like it, it's hard to do, I just don't think I could put anyone through that. So speaking of that, um, you're still single. Yeah. <laughs> um, but where are you now in regards to your relationship with Sebastian? Oh, we don't talk. Like, it's completely cut off. I think we, I'm still, I don't know if you remember at the beginning, we, we, we met through that mutual friend. We're still both friends with her. I'm not saying that's an easy... Dis- that must be really difficult. Um, so she's probably the only one that does know both sides, I guess. Um, so I, I think I've heard through her, but a lot of the times it's through me asking. She said I'll, I will answer any questions, but she's kept that us very separate, which I think is fair, and I think that's also I want to put her through anything. I think we met recently, though, which was for her 30th, because I'm now I'm in that, that well, I think last couple of years, everyone's turning 30 and everyone wants to go big. And she's the baby of the group, so she was the last one to turn 30. And she was like, she did ask us both, and she was like, at this point, I'm, I think I'm, I'm over it. I've accepted it, I've started to date. Still have, like, you still have flashbacks. It's just, when you've been with someone for that long, I think... It's not easy to get over and it's not like a year. You can't put a time on it, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, I saw him. She asked me both like, if we're okay with it. I went, I'm okay with it. Like it was, I did my ground checks for myself. I was like, it's in a public space. I wouldn't have done it if it was a house party. That's way too intimate. I was like, I need an escape route at all times. Mm-hmm. 
he didn't approach me. I didn't expect him to. I didn't approach him. I was like, I can't. Um, was he there with his girlfriend? Jane? No. Okay. I think that's the only thing I kind of said to Vanessa. I was like, because all the other guy f- guys from that group at the beginning all into like committed relationships. She did say girlfriends can come. But I said, if she does go, just let me know and I won't go. That's not me being like demanded. But I was like, that would be too much. And it's not my day. It's yours. Mm. Like it's your 30. If I don't want anything to take away from that. But she said she was like, I don't want her to be there. I was like, I'm please just don't make out like it's me demanding it. But yeah, she did she didn't go. I, that would have been too much. Yeah. Okay. So you're still you're dating, dating apps. I'm taking a pause. Taking a pause, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it can be a bit exhausting. Yeah. And it's we you meet all sort of all sorts of people on dating apps. For me it was just oh no, it's just weird. It was weird. It was mm-hmm. weird for me. I, d- I didn't like it. There's no one I met. The one person I did end up dating in London, um, I met in a pub. Oh. Yeah. He just sent me. London, a, kept British sending pubs, me. though, are yeah. a thing. <laughs> They're nice when you get a good one. Yeah. I, he was really nice. I, I, I liked him. But, you know, I decided to go back home to Kenya and um, he you, was. But you, the, met, you met like organically for a pub. It wasn't like for an app. Yeah, organically in a pub. Like I was oh, cool. with my friends and I was, I had, um, so I, I was standing, me and my friend were both called, I'm Julia, she's Julie. So the, <laughs> the waitress, so he asked one of my friends when he was, when, when one of my friends was getting a drink, like, oh. oh, what's her name? And she said, oh, that's Julia. So now he asked the waitress to send like. That's quite smooth. Two shots. Yeah, I know, to send a shot. Um, or, or was it a drink? I can't remember. It's, it's been seven, eight years, seven mm-hmm. years, eight years. Um, and he's like. Yeah, send it to Julia. And then when when the waitress came and she's like, yeah, that's from him. I looked and I was like, I don't think that was for me. Maybe it's for Julia. Well, you doing what I did at the beginning. You're thinking, no, yeah, it's not me. Yeah, friend. I mean, he was six foot four, very handsome, wow. ginger beard, like, you know, British army guy. Oh. <laughs> and so the second drink came and she's like, no, 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 you, not Julie, Julia. And I was like, really? He's sending me a drink? Okay. And yeah, but then I decided to come back home. and So you kind of, ended it because of no that. I didn't end it it kind of just had to end because mm. he he was um he was out at sea oh uh, yeah I suppose yeah um so he was out at sea for like two months and then in the two months I was just like oh I'm not like this is during the Theresa May, Theresa May era so Brexit was happening I couldn't get a job that would sponsor my work permit and I really wanted to stay but I couldn't so I was like I'm not gonna stay in England illegally so let me just go home mm-hmm. and then we just kind of like you know take care kind of thing and I saw he moved on. I was very happy for him. Yeah. yeah I wasn't in love with him. It was it was still early just days. Had fun. Yeah, it was still early days. But anyway, this is not about me. <laughs> um, I wanna, no, it is. <laughs> I want to ask you, um, yep. where, what is it that you feel like you've taken? Because this 11 years is, is, is massive. That's a huge mm-hmm. chunk of your life. That's a relationship. It's basically my 20s. It's basically your 20s, your entire like quote unquote youth. And you're still uh, young, no. by the way. We're still young. We are. Yeah. Like, but it's just not. 21 <laughs> yeah which is just not 21 um what do you feel what do you feel are some of the lessons that you have taken out mm-hmm. from this relationship that you're using in your future relationships and or your personal development you know okay one or two things i think for me the biggest thing is i wouldn't say that i think maybe i was forced into it in a good way like career it really i know you see it in films and you like go through a breakup and they always go into you go in career mode. I think it's because you're like trying to, um, uh, what's the word? Like distract yourself. 
And now I'm in a really stable job and I'm, if I don't mind myself, I'm killing it. Yeah. <laughs> sort of. But yeah, I work in like a private a girls' school. And don't get me wrong, it's hard, but I don't think that would have happened if we stayed together. And they're not just saying that's all blaming him. I just think I got quite content. I think as well, coming out of it, I'm I am a mega, still I'm a mega pushover. I've always been a pushover. I'm, I find it very hard to stand up for myself. I can joke and thing, but like when it comes down to it, I'm like Mitchell, like nope, like. So in now, I think especially as what we were saying before, like dating. If someone's giving me that vibe where they're not interested, and that's fine, I'm gonna bounce because for one, I value myself a bit more now. I'm not wasting my time like that, and like, it's all like fine to have like a bit of fun, but then. I think I've always been like very like I value my friendships but I put so much time back into it mm. like I don't get me wrong I think throughout the relationship I never secluded myself I think towards the end I did but that's just because I was in a different headspace but yeah I think that's what I've taken a lot and I, I would say to him like I do thank him for breaking I think we just if I was to put it in a nutshell in I just don't think we were basically compatible in if I was to pull it in one sentence, like I now, I do wish him the best. I I do, it still hurts for how who's with. But I'm like, hey ho man, you've got what you wanted. You've you seem happy from my perspective. Obviously, I don't know a lot from about it, and I don't want to. I think it's just best to be like that's you're part of that chapter, and that's the only chapter you have. I don't want to know any more about him. Like you're kind of, and I don't mean this in an aggressive way, but you're dead to me. And I think probably vice versa, because it's just easier. I couldn't really deal with him being present. Right. I, and I think maybe the same. Like he had said to my friend, he would like to be friends with me. And I was like, that's just not going to work. Even if you weren't with her, I would find that hard. And I don't think that's a shameful thing. Like if I saw you happily committed to someone... I would find that hard. Like I, as I said, like my twenties and I'm not saying I couldn't get over it, but I don't want to, I don't want to witness it. Unfortunately that for us or our story or my story, it's best to be like, that's that. So where are you now? State of mind, state of heart, state of self. Um, I'm quite good actually. I, the first couple of years were rough. I think now, like, especially because I've got my job and where before where I had that nursery job, I was still doing something that was connected to him. That's how I viewed it because it was close to the flat. Like, it was just so much where I was like, I'm still reminded. But now I'm like, I've shifted. And I did, I went, as I said, like, to you earlier, like, I went to Barcelona, but the first, it was one of my biggest bucket lists. I, half, first half of it, I did it solo. Very nerve-wracking, but... I would probably never done that. Mm. And I met a friend out there afterwards and it was super, super fun. And I learned my, like, learned a lot, but like even just doing stuff for the sake of doing stuff rather than be like, oh, I need to wait for some, to go with someone. Now it's like not in a rude way. I prefer to do things on my own because it's my kind of form of like, I wouldn't say therapy, but like going out on a Sunday and then going for a walk and it's just me. I just have to please me music to my ears and it's always a learning curve for adults like I don't think anyone I think we're always growing but I, I think 
that relationship, yeah, shifted me. I think if I was still it now, I wouldn't be this person in front of you now. Mm. Rose 2.0 version. Like, it's just an update, which I feel, because I still feel like it's me. Yeah, yeah. But I feel like it's just an updated version, which I think is a nicer way to think about it. Yeah. But yeah. Okay, then. Well, thank you for coming and sharing your story. Thank you for having me. Yeah. If you've enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to this podcast, leave a review and consider supporting us via our till number or PayPal. All the details are in the show notes of this episode and on our Instagram page bio at so this is love underscore podcast. Your contribution will help us keep going. If you would like to be a part of this podcast, you can also reach out to us via direct message on our Instagram page. So this is love is edited by me, your host. This is Jules. See you next time.